For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It is 8.48 on the Mike Calder Show. Spanish, please go get Titus on the and bring him here. I want to see the two of you walking in next to each other. Uh, we are live on Bone TV, and I'm on Periscope right now, Mr. Mike Calta, where you could see this uh, bulk of a human coming into the studio, Titus O'Neill. Super nice guy. I'm not uh, intimidated to talk to people a lot. I had to go up to him the other night and uh, talk to him, and I just feel like uh, intimidated. Yeah. It happened. Yeah. Oh, my God. Look at you. The monster. <laughs> Guy's a monster. How are you, buddy? Come on in. Have a seat. Put your headphones on. I got, I'm glad that's your son. Okay, good. I'm. How you doing, buddy? I got a question. How old is your How old is your son? I know you have two two boys, right? This one is eleven. Eleven. Yeah. How old was he? And you can answer this if you want. How old is he when he knew that you were cool? Like, do you still like do you do you look at him and you go, "My dad's cool," or are you still like, "Ah, that's my dad." Um. Uh, well. Uh, that's, I just say that's my dad. Like, right, are you kidding me? That's your dad on Raw. Yeah. That's your dad on TV. That's cool. I know my kids don't think. I mean, I'm not nearly as cool as you. I don't even look cool, but my kid does not care at all. But I thought maybe like around your age, when girls at school like, ooh, Titus, your dad. That's when you start. That's when things start getting cool for you. Yes. All right, get out of here. <laughs> How are you doing, man? Very nice to see you. Awesome. Thank, Thank you for man. coming in here today. Yes, sir. Um, I also noticed that you're up at five o'clock this morning, uh, working out. Four thirty. What is? It? See, I try to beat the Rock because yeah. he always posts about it. Yeah. But all I want to do is beat him by waking up before he does. Oh. I'm not going to work out when he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you do? Give me the rundown. Every day you get up. Uh, not every day. Uh, probably about four four days a week. And uh, well, every day I, I work out at some point, but most of the time I try to get up at about four thirty, especially when I'm at home. Yeah. The main reason I do it when I'm at home is because when I'm on the road, uh, uh, I have so much hustle and bustle to do and getting in and out of towns. And then when I'm at home, I try to you know devote as much time as I can to my kids. So right. I get my workout done and out of the way. Do me, do me a favor. Pull that microphone right up in front of your mouth there. There you go. I do what I can. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. I do what I can in the morning to get my workout in, get back to the house, get them ready. For How school. long do you work out every morning? No longer than an hour yeah. and a half. Yeah. Oh, hour and a half. Yeah. You had to throw that extra half hour. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe some days it's an hour. Uh, and then, and then uh, when you're not on the road, what are you doing? Because I don't. Because to me, you're preparing yourself for sainthood. I have not seen you do. Uh, I mean, every time I see you, you're doing something that benefits somebody else. Well, it's just part of what I've always done. You know, a lot of people want to credit it to me being in WWE, but it's not. It's just truly what I've done my entire life, uh, and it has uh, everything to do with you know people doing it for me when they had nothing to gain in return that's i think the most important thing you yeah. f so who helped you out when because when do you start feeling the help of other people that you feel like you do you, do you always say to yourself when i get older and i get in a position to help i'm i'm gonna give it back oh yeah uh well it started when i was probably 10 or 11 years old right um a guy you know that actually was my pot warner coach you know saw something in me and uh, every time I, I used to get in trouble and fight a lot in school uh -huh. and uh, just was an angry young kid, you know, fatherless. 
uh, poor yeah. in the projects. Uh, didn't really have you know much of anything, and uh, he just saw something in me. And every time I got suspended from school, he actually was like a sergeant at the police station. So every time I got suspended from school, uh, I had to go to a holding room at the police station oh, and write man. sentences all day. Uh, and then my mom, uh, I don't know if you know, well, you know Vince Wilfork, uh, the former defensive lineman of the Patriots, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. the Houston Texans. Uh, his mom and my mom were best friends. Uh, Barbara passed away from breast cancer a few years ago, but uh, she worked for the uh, for the city and uh, knew the sheriff's office pretty well. And so she'd rat you out all yeah, the time. She got me in trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she got me an opportunity to go. Uh, to a, a camp with the Florida Sheriff's Youth Ranchers organization. Uh-huh. And probably a couple of months later, uh, they brought me up for a campus visit in Live Oak, you know, and asked me if I wanted an opportunity to change my life, turn my life around, and I say absolutely. And uh, did, did you did you feel that inside, or did you just feel like you yeah. didn't want to get in trouble anymore? Yeah, I, I did. I, I just I, I didn't have much at home. Yeah. You know? uh, my mom worked two jobs, and she did all she could, uh, but, you know, she – she was by herself, right? And uh, you know, we like I said, we lived in the projects, so there were there were no there was no scholars around. Let's you know, I grew up in the projects too. Let's compare project stories. Oh, okay. How, okay, so the grossest thing I can remember is roaches, not these big giant Florida roaches, these easy roaches that you guys are used to. We had the little tiny German roaches. Oh, that's that, nothing. There was never one. Oh, there was always like a hundred of them. Oh, that's nothing. Oh. Else. Yeah, we've had roaches, rats. Oh, we didn't have rats. Yeah, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mom had rat traps all over the place. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah see, I couldn't handle that sleeping all of a sudden here. Yeah. <laughs> I got one in the living room. Oh, yeah. No, no, no way. I tried having to be the person to throw it out. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right, because your mother never wants to. Be. Oh, Can I tell you how many times my mother, I'd hear her scream in the middle of the night, and I would just get up with a shoe because yeah. I knew I had something to kill? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. I was the bug assassin in my house. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you have brothers and sisters? Yes, I have three brothers, three younger brothers. So your mother's got to deal with four boys. Four boys. Living in the in the projects, yep. single. Yep. And what what kind of work did she do? Uh, she was a waitress and she cleaned houses too. Okay. Yep. So there you go. That's and there's only so far that she can go uh, to do stuff for you guys. So generally, you're going to end up being an angry kid just because kids don't understand how things work. So you get a chance to turn your life around. And, uh, and how quickly does that happen? How quickly do you start? Like, what do you have to do? Uh, well, I went to the boys' ranch, and it wasn't an easy transition. Yeah. It was my first time ever, you know, seeing a cow or a horse, waking up to horse manure in the morning, uh-huh. manure in the morning. Uh, I had to call a white man and a white woman, mom and pop. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, I never had a dad, so calling, a, you know, someone else pop was, was different to me. Yeah. Uh, and I was one of only maybe four black kids on on the, on the campus of 145 kids. So uh, that was a transition too. It, it, but race never bothered me. That's what I was gonna ask you. Were they nice to you, or being yeah. one of the few black kids, did you feel like you were gonna get yeah, treated badly? No, we were all in the same position. Yeah, you know, like you can't. You, who, how are you gonna pick on me? You're in the same position. Right, right, exactly. You're a badass, just like uh-huh. that. you know, trying to t- turn things around. So it wasn't. I never really. You know, experienced uh, being treated differently at the youth ranches, uh, just because we all were we were all the same in a sense. Yeah. So, so you do that for how long? Well, I was supposed to be there for eighteen months. I ended up staying there for five years. Holy cow! Yeah. I, for, uh, for good reasons or for, for good reasons? Yeah. yeah I, I mean, when I went there, I was a DNF student, not because I couldn't do the work, but I just didn't care. 
and uh, you know ended up being an honor student up there and doing really well in football, which was a sport that people told me I would never be able to play. Uh, Why were you not always a big kid? Or? Uh, I was tall and rangy. Yeah, know, yeah, and uh, uncoordinated. Yeah, I was, I was like too big for my age. Right. Uh, wearing a size fourteen at thirteen years Holy old. Holy cow! Yeah, this guy's almost headed that way too. Yeah, but at least you'll be able to buy him the proper size shoes. Oh yeah, yeah. that's got to be <laughs> the hard thing when you're a kid yeah. and your mom's got no money and you got to go exactly. buy size fourteen shoes. Yeah, exactly. that's ridiculous. Yep. This is Titus O'Neill from the WWE in the studio with us. We're talking about. Uh, I, I am unaware of your uh, your background before you uh, came into football and WWE. So I'm glad, it's good to know this. So you're there for for uh, um, years now. Yeah. Things are going well for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, when does when does the idea of college even come into into thought? Like you like this is not because that probably was a dream before. You were never going to go to college. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, it was something that that probably came about. Actually, came about my ninth grade year. Yeah. Uh, my high school football coach. Uh, actually sent me and a guy named J.W. Hardy to the hospital. Uh, we ran 72 trap plays in a row <laughs> and uh, uh, ended up going to the hospital for dehydration. Wow. And, uh, you know, it's my first time going out for the varsity football team. Right. And uh, the next day I, I uh, went to his office. I said, Coach, I don't know exactly what it was you were trying to accomplish, but, you know, I've been homeless, I've been poor, you know, and there's nothing really that you can do to me that's going to, Hurt where you down, you know, yeah. And uh, I said, but I tell you what, before I leave here, I'll be one of the best high school football players you ever coached. And he looked at me and he, he said, son, you haven't even made the team yet. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, that's not what I said. I said, before I leave this high school, I'll be one of the best high school football players you ever coached. And and at that point, I realized that in order for me to do that, you know, not only would I have to be successful on the field, but I'd have to be successful off of it too. Sure. And uh I ended up being the number one recruiter in the country. But that's a big difference between me and you. I would have went to him and I was just like, Coach, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> uh, so, so wow, number one recruit in the country. Yeah. And, then, uh, and how, how old are you now when you, like, say you're a freshman in high school and you're doing this, but when do you start looking like you do now, like when you're in, in really good shape? Uh, well, I've always been in really good shape. Oh, yeah. I just got bigger, bigger. when I went to college. Yeah. Right? But I've always been very lean and. Uh, genetics have been good. For yeah, me. yeah. Huh? <laughs> uh, okay, so you, uh, so obviously you go to you go to Florida, you uh, you play well there, and then what are you thinking? Uh, I would imagine, like everybody else, NFL, right? That yeah. would be the next major step for you. Yeah, I got an opportunity to go to Jacksonville, and uh, you know went there and tore my ACL there, oh. and uh, was going to be done with football, and wanted to go into coaching, which I, I still will end up going into coaching yeah. probably when I'm done with this, but. Uh, I was going to go into coaching and then got an opportunity to play arena football. Yep. Uh, I met a guy in a chance meeting on an airplane, and uh, he said, hey, you want to you know, have an opportunity to make six figures and work four months uh, a, a year doing, you know, playing football. I'll take care of your housing. And, wow. You know, you go to work at 9 and get done at 12. I was like, hell yes. <laughs> Where was this? Uh, this is Las Vegas. And uh, and who was the was it the owner of the, the team? The owner Jim Ferraro. Okay, yep, met him on the plane. Met him on the plane. He looked. Yeah. He sat next to me and said, "He imagine his day. He woke up and he said, Lord, I need to find me a giant black man for my football team.' <laughs> and you were like, I need a new gig.' Yeah. And you guys are just put together on this on yeah. the. Uh, it's worked out that way. Yeah. Everything I've done, you know, I, I like to say has been really, you know, an act of God because even with the wrestling, you know, I, I talked to Dave about it before but i never really took serious consideration about doing it uh 
And then I was driving literally one day in South Tampa and going to pick up some shoes at a place right across in the Burlington Coat Factory. Size uh, 16. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, and saw the school across the street. Yeah, because they used to be down on Gandhi, right? Yes, uh, Steve Kern. Yeah. Like a, a pops to me. Uh-huh. I call him pops. Uh, he, uh, you know, I went over there. I called Dave. I said, is this the place that you were talking about that, you know, you know the guys training at and stuff? And he's like, yeah. And I say, well, I may poke my head in there and see what it's all about. And uh-huh. Two weeks later, I was learning how to become a WWE superstar. Really? Well, that well, sure, because they don't. Uh, you know, normally if there's a guy like you it, that looks like you, mm-hmm. they got an eye on you. If you're if you're somebody that's looking to get into wrestling, they already know about you. So when you pop in and they're, you surprise them, they're like, we need to bring this guy in right now. And how hard was that? I mean, that's not an easy thing to do. Anybody uh, thinks that they could go be a wrestler it's not just one of those things you take a couple of classes and you're on tv i mean yeah, you still no, got to fight yeah it's it's something i'm still learning yeah you know uh it's the hardest thing i've ever done not just from a a physical aspect but you know, mental and you know just to, you know in football you know i play defensive end you know you go inside the quarterback you that's your job yeah and in, in uh in the world of sports entertainment you each night is a different night. Each crowd is a different crowd, and each match is a different match. You have guys that are your same size, some guys that are smaller, some guys that are lucha dragons, some yeah. guys that are flipping over your head. You just gotta. Uh, it's just you have to make the adjustment to each competitor. But um, you know, and and the best and and in sports, most of the time, the best players play. You know, and uh, and entertainment, whether it be music, rest, you know, professional wrestling, right. or or. Or, uh, or film, you know, uh, the be- the best actors don't always get the best roles, uh, and the same way with wrestling, you know. Uh, who who was in your class when you went over to to first start out? Uh, everybody who's on the television right now. Yeah, I mean you had I mean you had an all star class, right? Yeah. Was it Daniel Bryan or was it yeah. after him? Yeah, Daniel came maybe a year after I was there. And right. He was there just for a brief period of time, and I think that was more so to learn the WWE style. Yeah. Of, of uh of wrestling yeah because most of those guys that go there had had done independent wrestling for years unlike you who just walked in with athletic background roman reigns did the same thing as me but he obviously has been around his entire life but yeah he was there the usos uh rusev yeah Yeah, oh rusev yeah Yeah, rusev uh biggie yeah xavier woods I'm I'm glad to see all those guys having yeah. uh, success now. Yeah. yeah, I am too. So, uh, do you like uh, solo work, or do you like the tag team stuff? What do you do? Does it matter to you? I, I like it all. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's it's all all, all the same. But you know, uh, you you definitely go into the business. I went into the business of of uh, sports entertainment to uh, to achieve single success, and uh, you know, at this point, I've achieved. Uh, tag team success, but yeah. hopefully, you know, when I return, uh, I have an opportunity to do that. Talk to me about the, uh, Darren Darren Young. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the first uh, kid that we see now. TMZ gets him, and and whether they catch him off guard or whether or not he gets to finally exhale and say, "Yes, I'm gay." Mm-hmm. Is that like a huge weight lifted off his back? Did you know before that? Yeah, I knew before. I that. would imagine anybody yeah. close to him probably yeah. had to know. Yeah, I knew before that, and and you know. Uh, I'm glad he chose to say it when he said it, just right. because uh, you know it was right place, right time, and uh, you know he has been able to not only inspire and motivate you know people from all over the world in the same situation, but he's also been able to encourage those that are 
that are not in the in lesbian and gay community to you know learn how to respect one another sure and uh and his message is is very clear you know be you uh be proud of who you are and uh, if they don't know you personally, don't take it personal. And nobody, nobody cares. No. Nobody cares. Nobody, no. and nobody's still talking about it either. I mean, nobody. He's not the gay wrestler. Right. He's not the. You know, then I didn't work it into his angle. That's just him. That's yeah. his life. And you know that there are probably so many other gay guys in the WWE that would never even think to say anything. So to me, he's got to be one of the bravest guys in the whole roster. Yeah, Pat Patterson was the oh, only other person. Yeah, Pat. You know, yeah. To- and even that, they tried to keep that secret for yeah, so long. For years. And, yeah. uh, you know, he just recently, you know, after Darren did, uh, you know, came out publicly on the television show, The Legends. Right. The Legends House and said something about it. But, you know, uh, as me and him have said time and time again, man, you have, he has a, a very positive and powerful message. You yeah. Know, and, and regardless of what his sexual orientation is, you know, he loves people. He loves to entertain. You know, being in the WWE was all, has always been a goal of his. And uh, out of 75 guys and girls that tried out in 2009, him and AJ Lee were, you know, got signed, and uh, they've been very successful. So as far as he's concerned, he's he's winning. Yeah, good for him. Uh, this is Titus O'Neil in the studio with us. I, I tell you, you're so so soft spoken on the radio. And even when when I always say I'm not like intimidated to talk to anybody, but even when I go up to you, I always feel like I have to crawl up to you, like I'm a little kid coming up to you. But but yet when you get out there and and you come out, I mean, the last time SmackDown was here, I went to the show with my son. You wrestled in the match, and you ran all the way up into the stands. Yeah. I, I you have some personality that comes out when you're in front of the people. I think that's great. Yeah, I just I love having fun. You know, I love uh, I love being amongst people and having an opportunity to have a positive effect on them. Yeah, and uh, you know, again, that that's kind of inherently. You know, been been putting me. I think really at birth. You know, my 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 real name Thaddeus Michael Bullard, which Michael means one who is like God. Oh, I know. Uh, and Thaddeus is one of the <laughs> disciples. Uh, you know, I feel like even the way I was conceived. You know, which a lot of people don't know. You know, I was conceived via a rape. My mom had me at a very young age. Yeah. And, uh, I just feel like you know I've I've kind of lived through pretty much everything that that I can ever need to live through in order not to, in order to promote myself to have a great life you know? I, I know you talk about that uh being conceived through a rape and i don't want i wasn't going to bring that up today because it just is not a great way to start your morning but yeah. uh, to have to relive all that but uh i think that is one of the best things to to let people know because you would think that a guy who was born that way into a life of poverty that you're destined for a, a crappy life. Mm-hmm. And and even if you ended up being a, a criminal or somebody who has just mental problems for the rest of your life, you 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 deserve that. I mean, you you have no choice. You were born into that. Mm-hmm. But man, what a great story to take that and turn it around into what you did and to still keep growing and growing. And as you do it, doing more to help people. Every time I see you has been at some sort of event to help other people. And you seem like a guy who is genuinely interested in helping you're not there to put your face on it and say, hey, Titus is here. You're doing that because you want to. Yeah. Uh, again, you know, if it, for people that know me, you know, I, I was the vice president of student body at the University of Florida for a reason. Right. You know, I didn't take take uh, the political route. You know, I would, what's right is right, and I do what's right because it's right. Uh, I stood up for a lot of people, including not only students but staff as well. Yeah. 
Uh, there were issues that you know people didn't want to touch that I that I did touch, like uh, when they wanted to uh, make the janitors change the janitors' sh- shifts uh, and uh, lower their pay, and uh, I, I took grave offense to that because uh, a lot of those janitors were minorities yeah and uh you know uh to and a lot of them were working a second job and the lighting wasn't that great at the university of florida and i felt like you know so you're gonna not only switch these people's lives around uh but you're also gonna try to tell them that they, they're gonna make less money right uh that's not right i can see 55 60 year old women out taking out the trash in the middle of the night you know young 50 uh, 19 20 year old girls are getting uh, bothered with right and, imagine and assaulted you know just imagine what a 60 year old woman or man could do out there as well uh so you know i, I believe that you know again uh that's legit i always thought that you should encounter this when togas or no togas oh, <laughs> you had real issues oh no uh, yeah. at the university of florida we uh, one, very one of the few universities in the in the country that the students actually do run the student act, and activities act, student and act, uh, service act, act, excuse me act, activity and service fees right uh, which is uh, at the time was nine point eight million dollar budget so wow. I was you know helping control five hundred sports clubs and five hundred student or- organizations through the budget we had student senate. And so that's why I kind of understand. I, I really do understand politics. Yeah. You know, in every sense of the word. Plus, you got to figure a lot of people are like, I'm not telling him no. You yeah. can't. <laughs> yeah. 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 Especially when I smile, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My sister's going there in, uh, in the fall for the yeah. first time. Awesome. She got it. Yeah. I'm very, very excited. This is Titus O'Neill who's here with us. Uh, Batista was in here, as you know, a couple of weeks ago. Great to have a friend like that in that position. And Batista's now got what they like to call FU money, so he doesn't have to listen to anybody anymore. So in this suspension, it was probably nice to have somebody who was a little bit of a mouthpiece to defend you. uh, Because I could, I got to tell you, I woke up, I read it the next day, and I I watched the video that they released a bunch of times over, and I could not figure out for the life of me what could have gone on with this guy who is as sweet as can be. And who you seem one of the people that is most grateful to be in the WWE. I couldn't see you doing anything offensive, uh, and but then again, I didn't know you. Yeah. So, it, uh, so the story is the story that's out there that you were just trying to be playful with Vince McMahon by grabbing his arm and saying "ladies first. That's the truth. Oh, well, said that is the story, and that's that is the truth. Uh, yeah, you know, but it's not the first time I've been jovial or playful with not only Vince but pretty much everybody. It's kind of how I am. Uh, but at the same token, as I've said time and time again, you know, it was a uh, um, an inappropriate time uh, for me to probably do that. Right. You know, and uh, as I've also echoed, you know, it if um, uh, with whether people call it an overreaction or uh, you know the, the penalty was too harsh, you know, I, it, it all stemmed from from my mistake. You, know? you seem like a guy who is accountable, so. The penalty is 90 days. You're probably 60. not. Well, what it was, 90, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You're probably not feeling good about that, and you're probably not going to say anything about it. You're going to accept what you got because that's the kind of man you are. But then, a, then the outcry is so ridiculous from people that they drop it down to 60 days. That had to make you feel great. Well, it, it actually had dropped before. It oh, before anything even, happened? Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. They had called me within an hour and told me that it was dropped down to 60 who, days. Who has to be the one to tell you? Uh, Triple H. Triple H. You know, that's kind of his, his. And does, is he mad at you when he tells you that, or does no. he say, "Hey, we got you know"? No, this is it is what it is. You know, this is a decision that was made, and you know, uh, 
Hey, you know, you have anything to say? Oh, they they ask you? Yeah. And do you say, yeah, I was just screwing around. Quit uh, being so mean. Uh, <laughs> Triple H. I didn't say that. I was just, you know, I I took a few minutes to kind of take everything in, and I just said, all right. Yeah. I'll I'll, uh, I'll see you guys down the road. And you love the business that much that you never considered quitting like Batista suggested. Well, it's not just that I love the business you know, it, uh, you know, I I don't really love the business of professional wrestling. I love what the business of professional wrestling does for people. Sure. And uh, you know, I have my, this son here, TJ, and and my and my youngest son, who's Titus, who's nine. And you know, I, my constant thing to them at the, at home is is you know, our number one rule is respect. Yeah. And number two is you always do your best, be your best, and. Uh, and number three is we don't quit in anything, you know, if they don't, you know, and, and I've had them in sports organizations and some coaches probably didn't know what they were doing. But right. They were out there for, you know, their kid or whatever it may be. And uh, I've uh, endured some, some tough uh, seasons. I'm sure. Uh, but I, I told them, you know, hey, it is what it is. You just deal with it. and uh, But you can't quit. Yeah. And uh, everything they've asked me to do, you know, from – uh, you know, he wanted to join possibly the band, and I said, uh, "Well, you can, you can uh, try out and see if you like it. But if you commit to it, stick it with it. You're gonna stick with yeah. it. Yeah, and there's no quitting. And so I, 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 I tell people all the time, you know, me, me not, I, you know, I, I'm a man of my word. You know, I'm under contract with the WWE, uh, and uh, I, I feel." that I'm going to honor my word, right. you know, and then see what happens, you know, once that contract ends. Uh, you got enough money? Uh, I'm good. Yeah? Yeah, I'm good. So if you go take $20 out of the ATM, what does it say you have left in your bank account? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah. I don't have that worry anymore. Let me look at your son. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, but I'm going to look at him for the answer. Okay. I have a, I have a nine-year-old son. He's getting to the point now where he's, he's uh, getting a little bit disrespectful. How do you... How do you discipline these kids? If he hits you, link, and I'll help you. I'll call child services. <laughs> he hit you a lot. Uh, I would imagine you just get to you. You have that look where you could just shoot him a look across the room, and they and they probably listen to you. Yeah. Hey, uh, well, I'll I'll let him answer. Yeah. He's tell like, me what is. Yeah. Grab them. Get right up on that <laughs> mic. Pull that mic right in front of you. What does your dad do when he when you're being disrespectful? If it's repetitive, then I have to get a whooping. Oh, you get a whooping? Yes. Like you bend over and he hits you with stuff or what? How does that work? Yes. Well. Oh. Well. Uh, do it now. Show us how you do it. <laughs> well, if I like, if it's like repetitive, 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 then I'll get a whooping. But if um, if it's just like one time, if it's a one time thing, then I'll probably like um, uh, I'll get like let you go with a warning. Sticking away from me. Yeah. Like uh, my phone, like uh. I was like being on focus, so I had to delete Snapchat and uh, a lot of other, uh, other apps. So, like, I I just get stuff taken away from me because if I'm like acting up and doing stuff I'm not supposed to, then you get I it. Shouldn't have the benefits that I do. And what happened when you went to your dad and you said, "I want my hair to look like Odell Beckham's"? He was cool with that. Yes. Well, I I just said I just said um I like I've always been wanting to get my hair dyed. Uh huh. But then uh, Odell had his hair like this, and now I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. And that then, is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't say anything because you're bald. 
Because I can't say anything to my son either. I guess oh, I my, love yeah. yeah, I think it looks great. Yeah. My son is, uh, he, I don't know what he's doing with his hair. He won't even, uh, he's got a master plan and nobody can figure it out, but it's his head. Yeah. And I and my son's like, you don't have, just because you don't have hair doesn't mean you, so <laughs> I'm, I'm backing off. I like hair. I think it looks cool. Yeah, I, I, I like, uh, I like, I like to let them decide. Be themselves. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because you look back at pictures of you when you were a kid and you look like a fool and your parents told you to cut your hair and yeah. you're like, I should have listened to my parents, but well, you've learned the hard way. You know, I, I, I tell these guys that, you know, my both of my sons, you know, I want you to be proud of who you are, proud of where you come from. Right. And uh, be confident, you know, and whatever that, that, that uh, uh, whatever steps you need to do in order to do that, you do that, you know. And if it's, you know, it, he has a different dressing style than my youngest son. My right. youngest son, he'll throw on anything. So they know, could be their own thing, be their own people. Yeah. But. TJ, he's a fashionable guy. You right. Know, he's definitely my son. Uh, <laughs> are you a married guy? No. Are you single? I'm not married. Yeah, I'm not married. Carmen will marry you right now. No. <laughs> Although I'm, I'm pretty sure Rob would marry you too. I don't know where he went. I, I've never seen him more excited. Yeah, you, Car- Carmen would make a good wife. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, this is Titus O'Neil from the WWE. Uh, I have to let him go because he has a day of doing nice work today as well. Right. He is uh, taking a bunch of kids to the Yankees game today. Yeah. They give well, you good seats at least? Yeah. Very All right, good. good. Yeah, they're the Yankees. They're the best. They got plenty of money. Yeah. <laughs> plenty of money. Uh, what, this is your charity or this is a charity that you work with? Unsignedpreptsonline.com is, yeah. the, uh, is the address. Yeah, Unsigned Preps and then Academy Prep. We're taking some school kids from Academy Prep. I teach a class every week at called Focus on Success. Right. Uh, at Academy Prep, where we take uh, 25 uh, kids each eight weeks, and we take them through a series of things that help them understand what success is and kind of map themselves, map, map it out, and the different variations of success, limiting beliefs, empowering beliefs, things like that. And, you know, at the end, we do like a 15 year com- uh, reunion. Oh, really? Where the, the guys and the girls, they dress up. As what whatever they are going to be in the that point, in that's great. Years. So we have doctors, lawyers, and you know, at pro athletes. Uh, it's a great exercise to keep kids. These especially these kids. Most of these kids, you know, as many may or may not know, Academy Prep is a school for kids that live at or below the poverty level. It costs sixteen thousand dollars a year for each one of them to go there. And uh, these kids' minds and and world and of exposure of many different things. Uh, allows them to end up going to the Jesuits and the Berkeley preps and things like that. And from right. there, they go to the University of Florida, the USFs and things like that. So we're, t- we're literally taking kids that, you know, live in an area that uh, 85% of them are high school dropouts. Uh, and we're taking them in, and 98% of our kids are now high school graduates. Wow. And 85% of them are college graduates. Good so. for you, man. That's awesome. And, and as cheesy as it sounds, if you help one kid, you've changed. You've oh, changed everything, and no doubt. Because and, and they connect with you. They connect with. The, they. It's harder to, you know, listen to a guy who started out with everything, or listen to a guy who started from the bottom and yeah. worked his way through everything against everything, yeah. and is now successful. There's no better example. Which is one of the reasons why. Uh, oh, you know PDQ because they've, yeah. they've helped you guys. Sure. Out, but I'm partnering with them, and we're and the Hillsborough County School Board, and we're going to be. Uh, starting a uh, Champions of Character uh, program where basically we're going to be doing everything and anything to help kids uh, from all walks of life uh, increase 
their knowledge of what character is. Right. And, uh, you know, one of the cool things that, that I, when me and Ricky Saylor from Unsigned Preps had the idea of was, you know, I never had a birthday party when I was a kid. We sure. couldn't afford it. He didn't either. And so uh, we're going to start having birthday parties for kids that can't, you know, can't afford to do it. Families that can't afford to do it. Kids have to have a birthday party. Yeah. That's what you got. Yeah, it's the best memories you have. Yeah, I think yeah. families need it, for you know, for sure. Uh, you know, and hopefully, you know, some of these things that we're going to be doing through this char- uh, Champions of Character program will not only help, you know, increase the awareness of what character can do for you, uh, but also to what character can do for the community. I, I think that's great. I think that's wonderful. Uh, congratulations on all your success, and thanks for all the stuff you do for the uh, for the community. Enjoy the, uh, the Yankees game. This is Titus O'Neill. So when are you coming back? When do we see you come back? Oh, so, uh, early April. Like around, like when's WrestleMania? Uh, after it'll be after WrestleMania. <sighs> yeah, you should call Triple H up and be like, "Listen, I know the date is after WrestleMania, but taking... wouldn't it be great <laughs> yeah, yeah. if I made a run? Nobody's expecting me if at they, WrestleMania, right? If they if they have plans to do whatever, they'll they'll inform me of them. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm gonna uh, you know take my suspension and yeah and uh continue to enjoy my time with my family and do the things that i've been able to do i say you buy a ticket sit in the crowd i can't i'll I'll be in i'll be in uh i'm actually scheduled to be in indianapolis doing some stuff for the women's final four so damn i was gonna say you jump triple h in the ring you jump in the ring yeah freak everybody out now you got your own storyline built up (laughs) uh the other thing i wanted to say is um i every once in a while i run into you before we kind of really know each other and I ran into you with my son at Four Rivers one time, and you were nice enough to take a picture with him. And uh, you've always been good like that. But next time I see you and I'm with my son, if I get a little tough with you and push you a little, I'm just trying to look cool in front of him. Don't beat me up. Oh, well, you, your son's going to have to see the results. you <laughs> <laughs> trying to be a tough guy. That's yeah. a life lesson. <laughs> He'll learn just life kidding. Just that. kidding. <laughs> I ain't doing any of that. I see you guys got uh, Mal Electronic headphones. Here. Yeah, yeah. Mal Electronic yeah. everywhere. Yeah, he's a uh, uh, bishop's. Ben's. He's, I'm, I'm, Sorry. Ben Ben Malik, Malik but yeah. yeah, he's a good dude. He's a very he's good dude. He really he's got a is. Badass car. He got the car. Out. Yep, yep. Uh, with his big Malectronic sticker yeah. on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's he's a good guy. He's a good friend of ours. Thank you for making your way in here today. Yes, sir. Very good to see you, uh, Titus O'Neill. Unsignedpreps.online.com is the uh, website for the organization we were just talking about. Enjoy the Yankee game today, and uh, we look forward to seeing you back in the in the ring. And you're welcome here anytime if you ever need anything. We're happy to help you out. Yes, sir. Stephen Julie Weintraub here for the Golden Diamond Source. If you're thinking about getting engaged, Golden Diamond Source is your one-stop destination. Shop, compare, and save at the Golden Diamond Source. 3800 Olmerton Road. Or online at goldendiamondsource.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.